If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many Bothans died getting you this message. Yeah, we're live for the first time. I guess we could have just been doing that from square one. Everybody missed what? out on some really good stuff. Oh, I mean, it's all good. You gotta, you gotta warm up, you know. Yeah, <laughs> my voice <laughs> is like getting hoarse for some reason. I think the those crawfish, man, they were spicy, like <laughs> unreasonably spicy. It was just, I was pouring sweat down my forehead. Dang. And then my, uh, uh, she's my niece, I guess. Sierra's sister's kid. Yeah. Uh, she yeah, got. That's, that's how that works. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she got a pound of crawfish too, and we're both like sitting across from each other, just sweating. It was it was a little much because I got them on um, the contest. I think I finished first, but I had more practice at it. <laughs> I've, I've had them like uh, two or three other times, so. And I actually okay. cheated. I actually looked up. I'm like, man, I can't be, can't be this bad at peeling these things. So I looked up a YouTube video on <clears throat> how you would actually eat them, and it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It makes <laughs> it a lot faster. Because like when we went out on Valentine's Day, there was a guy behind me that got a couple pounds of crawfish. And I could just hear him like slurping them down. It was like one every five seconds, just. Wow, he was just just down to hold. I think he got two pounds. So I was like, "Man, I gotta look up how to eat these." Right? Sounds like a seasoned veteran. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot. It seems like you kind of have to grow up with it. But yeah, yeah. The um, it's a it's a big thing down here. I guess it starts here in February, the crawfish season, and it goes into the early summer or something but yeah i don't know it's a lot of work for not much food honestly yeah yeah my my dad said uh because he's from the south and he said like when he was little they'd go out in the creek and like catch them and stuff yeah yeah that'd be really cool to actually catch them yourself yeah so it's like we're talking about with the 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 food system and how you don't know where it's coming from. It's like, you don't know. I mean, a lot of these, I think these crawfish are farm raised, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and then you don't know what kind of chemicals are in there. And I mean, the right. the batch I got last time tasted like plastic, honestly. Oh, geez. Yeah. It, there's something there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This morning so for you... breakfast, I felt kind of bougie, but, uh, but my wife likes, so she brings me, a, uh, or she, we made breakfast, she brings it out, and she wanted to, like, take a minute to tell me uh, where everything came from, and basically, like, everything was locally sourced, mm -hmm. like, either from, we personally picked it up from a farm, or had it butchered, or got it from, like, your parents, or whatever, 
and like it's cool like it's cool to know that and you feel good and like it does taste a lot better to me because there's less chemicals in it but then i also feel like one of those people where it's like oh it's so organic <laughs> man you know what was the name of the chicken that laid the eggs <laughs> yeah yeah you know you got a little henrietta laid these two <laughs> eggs here and you know it's just but i mean it it does taste like it i don't know it tastes so much better <laughs> yeah i mean that was kind of like i guess that was kind of like growing up I, I never thought about it that way but that's I mean, most of our meat was stuff that we raised or we bought from somebody else around us. And then all of our, um, all of our eggs, we always had, we had way too many eggs, I guess, but yeah, I guess we just, we never grew our own vegetables, but yeah, I guess it was healthy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the way to go, especially the way things are shaping off right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. Those uh, with like the plastics and the food too. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to reference Joe a lot. You know, I do because I listen to a lot of it. But um, he had that lady on about the phthalates in the plastics and like BPA. Now it's, you know, it's decreasing testosterone in men. And it's just doing terrible things to us. And just how much plastic is in everything that we eat. And yeah, it's like... Uh, you can kind of you can put put things together i guess if you look at kind of cultural trends and you know what yeah. we've been putting in our bodies and if it's actually decreasing testosterone it's like everything's wrapped in plastic and i go to the gas station and they've got the tamales on that uh the roller for like the hot dogs and they're wrapped oh, yeah. in plastic wrap and i'm just like oh man that can't be good <laughs> hmm but that's rough. I'm trying to uh, find like a good source for water. Oh yeah. That uh, I do not trust tap water at all. Yeah. So then it's, I don't know how uh, it... how bougie do I want to be with fine bottled water? Mm -hmm. And then there's like you said, then you know that that comes in plastic and. Plus a lot, it's owned by like Coke and Nestle and mm -hmm. all these horrible companies that I don't know, basically steal it from non-white people and then sell it back to them. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of that um, just is tap water too. Yeah, a lot of the bottled thing. water just comes out of a different municipal source somewhere else. So they'll say it's spring water, but it's you know, I don't know, I haven't. Like what? How many bottles of water have you seen that don't say spring water? Or I guess if it just says purified or something like that, it could just be coming out of a tap somewhere else. All right, sits in a plastic bottle for weeks or months. <laughs> I'm drinking one right now. It's called Waikia. Okay. And it's uh, registered trademark Hawaiian volcanic water. Ooh. But then, as you as you were saying that, I looked down. And in like the finer print, it does say deep well water. Oh, really? Yeah. So, is it actually is it from Hawaii or is it? I uh, let me see. Where's this even? From? It is. Yeah, it's distributed in Hilo, Hawaii. 
That okay, so, so that seems really either bougie or just something doesn't seem right about that where we're getting water from the middle of the Pacific Ocean on a so- small island and yeah. they're taking their water and selling it all around the the world. It must yeah, it I must I be know. spendy, right? <laughs> I guess yeah, I don't know. It's like a dollar 69 maybe. That's not bad. It could hmm. be more, I don't know. I yeah, that's know. not too bad. I'm looking yeah, them up I, right now to see what I can find out about them. Yeah, I was I was trying to Google it, but I have no idea how to spell it. So That's fair. Why Akima? What did you say? Why why Akia is W-A-I-A-K-E-A. Yeah. So with that, along the, the lines of the water, too, I've got, um, so I try to save, uh, have some water storage, just mm-hmm. kind of because I'm like kind of a prepper or trying to be anyways. But um, so I've got it all saved up in these plastic jugs, uh, like five gallon jugs. So I'm, my goal is to have like 100 gallons of water just on standby just in case something happens. Especially, you know, living where I'm living, it's pretty critical to have water because it gets hot out here. But so I've been thinking about the plastic and I'm storing all this water like our emergency reserves in these plastic jugs. And it's it's BPA free, but it's still it's like that just cannot be good long term. Um, But I guess on the same note, it's like if it really comes down to an emergency and it's drink that water or die, I suppose. It doesn't really matter if there's BPA in it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's, I don't know, right now, I guess we're kind of in a spot where we we can be choosy about that, you know? Yeah. But uh, I think eventually, you know, like if things do hit the fan, we'll have to kind of just take what we can get. Yeah, well... There's lots of water where you are, so <laughs> yeah, you just got to get a good filter. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I guess I'd rather do that. I'd rather filter water like the Mississippi or something, and yeah, than drink oh, tap water. What's what are you concerned about with the tap water? Uh, fluoride. Okay. Which I know is, I mean, that's like a decades-long conspiracy, but I mean, fluoride's a neurotoxin, and it's in mm-hmm. our friggin' water, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that, there's... Okay, so this makes me feel like a giant hypocrite, because I'm worried about neurotoxins and poisoning by food, but I chew tobacco. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and what's in so, that, you know? I mean, Is it yeah. pure, pure tobacco? <laughs> yeah. I need to read some studies, because I, I, I want to know. I think it might actually be the nicotine that's carcinogenic and not, not the tobacco. Man, I've heard the opposite. That's, yeah. yeah. That's what a lot of people have said. I haven't read any studies yet. Not saying they're not out there, but I don't know. I just 
tobacco's been around for what thousands millions of years i don't know mm-hmm yeah and i mean i guess that's not necessarily a good metric because people used to just die left and right from i mean smoking for sure i mean i think that i feel like the case is pretty settled on that if you're smoking um you're definitely going to give yourself lung cancer uh eventually or at least increase your risk of it but but that's just you're getting tar and crap and you're in your lungs all the time it's like that makes sense to me but but and then if you're chewing it like that makes sense too right if if you're constantly exposing yourself and like damaging your lip and stuff um that makes sense uh but, you know, and there's a bunch of studies out there that say tobacco itself has a bunch of carcinogens in it. Um, but I don't know about nicotine. I, I don't know if that's... I don't know. I mean, nicotine just the chemical they put in there to keep you coming back for it. Well, it's, it's naturally occurring in the tobacco. Because it's... Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a pesticide. It's a... I want to call it a pesticide, but... It keeps the the bugs off. It kills bugs, so they stay away from the tobacco. They don't eat it. Um, it's mm. pretty pretty toxic to to bugs, actually. And to um, humans, apparently. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it definitely does something. Um, it's like a. Uh, see, I'm reading and trying to talk, but. Um, Have you seen those Zen pouches, or what were those pouches that you had? I got the the free pouches, but but that's just like nicotine, right? Yeah, it's um, okay. I can look at the thing here. It's just um, so there's cellulose, water, xylitol, which supposedly is good for your teeth. It's like a sweetener, I think. Okay. Um, they because they make xylitol gum that's supposedly good for your teeth, which and then the next thing is propylene glycol, which really makes me nervous. That's like uh. Isn't that like antifreeze or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then flavoring. <laughs> and then nicotine, tartaric acid, more flavored, sodium bicarbonate, and then sodium carbonate. And then mm. cellulose, salt, sucralose. Yeah, so I don't know. It seems like it's fairly pure. It's the propylene glycol that makes me concerned, but... And that it's manufactured in India, so who knows? I mean, it's got to be good then, right? Yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. I've been doing it for over a year now. I, I kicked uh, Grizzly Wintergreen Long Cut and uh, just switched over to these. And it, it's um, basically you don't have to, to spit, you know? Um, Enjoy spitting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That I mean, that was kind of a change, but honestly, I don't. I like these way better now. I have. Uh, I think I talked to you about this when you were up here, but uh, the company's called like Jake's Mint Chew. Okay. And uh, Jake's. They do so everything's mint leaf based. Oh yeah, and then I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they throw like some sugar in there uh, to kind of help. With the there's there's no nicotine, no tobacco in it. So and I actually I mean, that that works pretty 
good. And a log is way cheaper than a log of grizzly. That's for dang sure. Yeah, especially up but, there. Yeah. Oh my dude. <laughs> what are they like eight bucks now? Or eight bucks a tin? No, they just went up uh they Holy passed, They raised the tax like last year maybe. It's like over nine, dude. Holy moly. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I'd be switching to something else, man. You could buy like the I've tried even the, like the um <clears throat> the jerky chew. <laughs> but you know, it's oh, that yeah. damn nicotine. It's like you need the nicotine if you're addicted yeah. to it. It's so hard to kick. I just I get angry if I don't have it. <laughs> when you when you were in the military, did you uh, when they would give you like coffee and MREs, we used to uh, we used to put it in like just take a pinch of coffee grounds and put that in our lip when we're on the field. Yeah. No, I so when I when I joined, I didn't I hadn't dipped before when I went to basic, okay. and then um, I got hooked in AIT, and they uh, they allowed us to have it there. Um, so yeah, I never I saw people though in basic we had this guy, he was like forty one and going to basic. He was a prior service marine. Um okay. and, and he was doing just like tins a day. And then he okay. went to basic and had to go cold turkey. And I was like, ah oh, man, did you know like did he uh taper at all or anything? He's like, Nope, I just like did the last tin right before I walked in the gates and <laughs> He was suffering, wow. but yeah, he did that. He uh, he would uh, put the coffee grounds on his lip. Yep, and then it was crazy because after after it was over, um, the first thing he did is go and buy more dip. It's like, dude, you like <laughs> you kicked it, man. <laughs> You've yeah. been here for three months. Like, ah, uh, that was kind yeah, of a bummer. I've, but I've kicked it. A couple times before too, but the, I don't know. It's just something about it. Going in the store and you see those shiny tins and the, <laughs> behind the counter, just calls to me. Yeah, that's no. I've I've done that. I've kicked it probably three or four times at least. And then it's it's always when I go on a road trip, I'm just like uh, just yeah. itching for it because it's like it's it helps you focus. That's what nicotine yeah. does. Is it focuses you. Um. So yeah, it's those long road trips. Like I'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. It's just like, ah, and then you pull into a gas station. It's like, yep, gotta do it again. And then you're hooked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel better about these uh, these pouches that I'm doing though. I feel better about it. That's what's important. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the feeling. <laughs> Feelings matter. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think it's white in my teeth, honestly, with the xylitol in there and the uh, the baking soda. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, and they're actually pretty cheap too. I um, they're like uh, less than four bucks a tin. Um, and then oh, so that's like just, twenty for a log. That's not bad. Yeah, and um, but that's down there, right? Yeah, they don't sell them up there. Yeah, you can't of buy them. Yeah. They did. It's like right when I left, they um, made it illegal to buy them up there. Because <laughs> I know, I know, Aaron, he started doing those too, and then 
you know, it's like, hey, man, he's, we were talking about it. He's like, yep, they're legal now. And I'm like, shit, I got, I got out just in time. <laughs> yeah, this place is it's going to hell real fast. Yeah, dude. Just get out, come out of Texas. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, I don't know, finding, starting over, yeah. finding a new a house again, selling this one, finding a job. Yeah. It's the job that's the hard part. I mean, finding a house and selling a house, I guess that's just because I've, I've got a lot of experience with that, I suppose. It's not a, yeah. didn't seem that big of a deal, but the job parts, that's obviously important. But uh, uh, Emily's, she works remote, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I don't know. she could. Oh, maybe to be like a stay-at-home dad or something. Well, no, I mean, it, <laughs> it makes it easier, right? Because then you both don't have to find work at the same time. It's like, yeah. So I mean, that could that could carry us a little bit. Well, you just have to but, you just have to find something down here, and then you just boom, pick yeah. up and move instantly. Um, like I was saying, uh, yeah, I don't know. As far as recording, nobody's going to listen to this, I guess, but it's keeping things anonymous <laughs> and stuff, but I think we've already gone too far. Um, yeah, that uh, they've got a couple positions down here that the, the company I'm working for, too, so um, Interesting. That's always, it's always a possibility if you want to fly drones around for a living. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So any, anything new for you this week? Uh, let's see. Just completed our basketball season for the kids I okay. coach. Nice. There's, I'm debating with the league director. We should be the the number one seed in the playoffs, but there's this other team that cheated. <laughs> really? And uh, somehow they, I don't know, somehow they uh, have the first seed, so I'm trying to figure out how that happened. But I don't know. We we lost one game the whole season, and uh, it was to the team that has the one seed. Mm-hmm. But it looks like they sh- they've lost two games, hmm. which means we should we should have the one seed. Yeah, seems so, like it. But I don't know. We almost lost today. I would have been so mad. <laughs> We played the team at the beginning of the season, put up, and we beat them by like 40 points. Whoa. And, yeah, and then we played them today, and we won by two. Whoa. So, yeah, I don't know. So they got, got a lot better, better, or you guys got a lot worse? or <laughs> I think the team just disrespected them, just looked past them. Oh, know? I suppose, yeah. And uh, got them in a little bit of trouble. But... Oh, uh, they pulled it out. Yeah, that's true. I suppose oh. they underestimated them, but at least you, at least you won. That was today. Yeah, that was today, this morning. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, other than that, unfortunately, uh, that other that other team, they must be the coach must be connected or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm probably the least affiliated out of any of the coaches. <laughs> and uh, so one thing I will say, and this will be a controversy uh, hot take, 
don't know how you feel about that, but uh, uh, I don't think women should be coaches. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> so we have we have we have two female coaches in our league, and both of them scream at their players, scream at the refs. Uh, and are awful. <laughs> I think they have a combined like maybe six wins uh, between them both. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we played one of them, uh, one of them today, and <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have we have a kid on a team. He's six four. He's the biggest guy in our league, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we're playing this other team, and this this kid who's like, I, I mean, he's a lot shorter than him, puts up a jump shot, and our six four guy just jumped as high as he could, and volleyball spiked that ball out of the air, <laughs> just completely unnecessary. It was funny, and the whole the whole crowd was laughing, even the kids' parents <laughs> were laughing, and uh, the the lady coach took a timeout. It was just screaming at play. She's like, "Get over here! Get over here right now!" And she's just like yelling at him. It's like, dude, chill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are kids, man. Just, who cares? Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like when my guys, like when they play bad, I get after them by doing a constructive way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I call a timeout if I need to, and you know, you coach them up and tell them, "Hey, this is what we're doing wrong. This is what we need to change to get better at." Yep. Instead of just screaming at the people. Yeah, yeah, no, <clears throat> I think that's not necessarily like just the fact that they're women, but <laughs> it's just bad coaches and bad leadership, right? Yeah, I mean, yelling at people just doesn't do jack, it doesn't do anything. No, that, yeah, because I, yeah, I, I remember that from like swimming because that was pretty much the only sport where we were really coached, and our coach was super chill, like, very, very chill. I don't think he ever yelled at anybody, but you'd see other coaches doing that, that exact same thing, just screaming at people and yelling and all the kids running around. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's not a good, good way of doing things. I don't think it's because they're women. (laughs) I mean, it's so far, it's so far it's two for two. I know that's a small sample size, but I mean, so far it's a hundred percent. That's actually, now that you mention it, because the the girls' swim team in high school, that's how they they had a their main coach was pretty chill, but then their assistant coach, who was a woman, was exactly like that. She'd be screaming at people too. Hmm, yeah, maybe you're onto just, something. I don't know. Well, and so I mean, I don't know what your experience was, but every every uh, every female uh, NCO that I encountered was basically the same way. Yeah, no, that's true. It's, yeah, so, yeah, they're it's like they're they're compensating for something, I guess. Yeah, because I, don't, I mean they feel oppressed or something, and going in some waters. I don't know if you want to tread into, but <laughs> no, I don't care. No, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, so I feel like they have to. Make, <laughs> we had this one in basic. Uh, we had this one. Her name was uh, Drill Sergeant Friendly, <laughs> and she was like. I didn't know if she was five foot, and she was not friendly. Yeah, 
She was she was she would just yell constantly. And I remember uh, so when I went in I'd never shot a gun before. And we're what? at the qualifying range. Yeah, I don't know. It's city slicker. <laughs> and uh so I mean I'm shooting and then I I you know, I think I was shooting high. She goes, Aim lower, aim lower. So I aimed lower. She's like, You're hitting the dirt on my on my range, aim higher. So I didn't I apparently was missing it. And so instead of telling me what I was doing wrong, she just kicked me she kicked me off the range. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, no, I'm I'm with you on that. That's exactly what it was like in basic training too. The female drill sergeants were just nasty. Just yeah, I just think they're compensating for something. I mean, if you think about it, just physically too, they're all smaller, so they're yeah. kind of intimidated by everybody, so they feel like they gotta just yell. I mean that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I but I, I, I think it's, I guess some of the male drill sergeants. I mean, every they all screamed, but not, not yeah, like out of control. Yeah, I mean, I guess I looked at it as it wasn't coming from a place of of uh like you said compensation i feel like the the male drill sergeants were just kind of trying to fill a trope yeah you know it's like you see on movies you know like the full metal jacket drill instructor and you know just yelling and like i don't know i used to get in trouble in basic because i was just laughed because i was like this is so stupid (laughs) really why are you yelling because like I, I mean, I went in when I was twenty-eight. Oh, really? So I, was, I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah, I was older than most of the drill sergeants there. Okay, yeah, so that they makes just started sense. yelling at me and like trying to intimidate me. It's like, <laughs> dude, get, yeah. get out of here. No, I could totally see that because you know I was <clears throat> I, I was barely eighteen, I think, when I went in, so it was a little bit intimidating. So I was kind of like just the gray man and just quiet and just like just fit in and blend in and then they won't pay attention to you kind of thing. But yeah, no, I can see, I'm just like thinking back, back about it. If I went back now, it would be, yeah, it would be really hard to, to keep a straight face. Cause it, it's like acting. They're literally acting a role. Yeah. I mean, literally they are. <laughs> yeah. And once you see that, there's some, and they would even take lines from like full metal jacket or uh, some of those other military movies. Yep. <laughs> there is, we had this one, I forget his name, but uh, we're sitting around like cleaning our rifles or something, and uh, he's asking everybody, you know, why they joined, and I don't know, it's like 60% said to go to college. Mm-hmm. 40% were like, oh, I want to serve my country. <laughs> and he just goes, bullshit. He's like, you want to know why I joined? I joined so I could shoot people in the face. <laughs> And he just stares, and I just busted out <laughs> laughing. And he's like, "You think that's funny?" I was like, "Yeah, that's so ridiculous, dude." <laughs> and I had to do push-ups, but I mean, it was, it was so yeah. dumb. It's like you did not, you did not join so you could shoot people in the face. <laughs> oh, I can just picture that. <laughs> you at twenty-eight too. That's hilarious. That yeah, and they're that all probably was- like. They're what, you know, as a drill sergeant, they're probably like maybe 30, maybe yeah, probably yeah, 25. Like 
Yeah. Yeah, they were like 24, 25. And then they found out how old I was. Like, they're, I don't know about for you, but uh, when we were in the line for the chow hall, and then they come over and, like, try to yell at you and quiz you on you know, whatever you had to learn. Yeah. You know, like the Soldier's Creed or something like that. Yep. And, and uh, they're just getting in people's faces and, you know, they're stumbling over the words. And again, I'm like, I'm laughing because I realize they're just trying to mess with us right before we eat. Like, yeah. It's the sole purpose. They they didn't care if we knew it or not, you know? Yep. Yep. And so I'm laughing and then, like, all four of them got right up in my face. They're like, oh, you think this is funny? And I was like, a little bit. <laughs> And they're like, they're like, how old are you? And I said, twenty eight. And they're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And they're like, so this is like high school for you, huh? And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know, they said something that they thought was funny, but I mean, that's, that's basically what it was. It's like high school all over again. Yeah, yeah. They must have. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, they must have been. If you think about, it, if they're younger than you too, they must have been kind of intimidated. Because <laughs> yeah. like, 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 we're not going to be able to like mess with this guy because he just doesn't care yeah that's no that's what with that uh older guy went through with us too they just kind of like they legitimately just left him alone i mean they barely ever messed with him and because also he was you know prior service marine too and he was he was pretty squared away but he was i mean he barely made it through all the physical stuff but you know they just caught him so much slack it was ridiculous i mean of course they would right (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, what are you going to do to that guy? <laughs> just, yeah. I never never figured out, like, why he... Yeah, because that would have been 2008. Never really figured out why he uh, decided to go back. Uh, I think it was because he was about to... I think, like, 40 was the cutoff. So he was... He had to get a waiver. I think, I think that's what I remember. He came back just because he was going to be too old to get back in. Oh, gotcha. you know, if he waited any longer, but still, it seemed kind of odd. But he was a cool guy. <clears throat> Why did you go in, man? It's tough. Uh, I I don't know. I felt some sort of obligation, honestly. Like so, that was the the starting reason. Is I just felt obligated because like it's like people are volunteering. It's like, somebody has got to do it. And it's like, why the hell not me? And then the other 50% was, they're also going to pay for my college <laughs> and give Fair me $20,000 to do it. So I was like, it was kind of a no brainer, honestly, but yeah. So I don't know. Andrew I don't know which one was on the face. No, definitely not that. <laughs> I would have gone, I would have gone straight infantry or something or special forces maybe, but no, it was like, it was like, you know, it's an all volunteer force. Somebody's got to do it. And then, Oh, by the way, if you do this job, we'll pay you $20,000. It's like, okay, like this is a great deal. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's it. I don't know which one was the strongest motivation. Honestly, I really don't know, but yeah. What about you at 28, man? Never asked you that. Uh, in the span of about uh, one week, um, I lost my job, got laid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend left me, mm. and the lease was up in my apartment. Oh. So, 
I was trying to figure out what to do. And I was at my parents one day and I was like, yeah, I'm thinking of joining the army or something just as like a throwaway comment. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. There's something my dad was in the army. That's something he always wanted me to do. Okay. And he took it seriously. And he asked me about it for like the next week. So then I just did it because I had nothing keeping me here. So I was like, why not? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> and that, um, when was that? What year was that? I'm trying to think. Uh, I went in in uh, 2010. 2010. Okay. Yeah. Like I was in AIT then. Man, we, we must have just barely missed each other because you went to Gordon. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, That's crazy. Like Gordon in, let's see. Oh, let's see. Maybe around October, November, some of that. Hmm. <clears throat> Trying to think. I went to, let's see, 2008. I went to basic in June, I think, and then I had deferred uh whatever it is uh what do they call it deferred entry or something where you get the to take a break between the basic and AIT. So then I went in I guess it was two thousand nine then. Uh and I think I finished sometime in October two thousand nine. Okay, so you Yeah. I think that's right. Man, what was that like? Did you go to Jackson or where'd you go for basic? Yep, Action Jackson. Nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like I missed out on the, the full uh boot camp experience, like having the uh oh basic, it's not boot camp, but uh having females mixed in. Oh no, like I, you did not I, it. I I heard the horror stories from all the guys it's coming such out of a joke. The infantry stuff. Yeah, it's such a joke. Yeah. Basic training was... I mean, again, I was going off of what my dad told me his experience was. And movies. Mm-hmm. And the biggest... Like, basic training is more... More like Stripes, if you've ever seen that Bill Murray movie. Oh. I, I don't recall, no. You, no, no uh, I don't remember. You definitely I, need to see Stripes. It's a classic. But, I mean, it's it's just a joke. I felt like I was at, like, military-themed summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was all it was. I mean. Yeah. No, then, I'm with you. I don't know. AIT was dope. That was, I mean, that's, like, military-themed college, which wasn't yeah. bad. Man. You actually get to do stuff. So that was cool. Man, I thought it sucked, man. I hated AIT. Did you really? Yeah. It was, uh, it was just, it was such a waste of time. Like, basic at least. You didn't, I didn't have, you know, you didn't have time to really think because everything's scheduled out for you. But it's like, um, we like AIT. All right. So what bugged me the first is I hate waking up early, which, yeah. <laughs> but they'd get us up at like 3.30. Or, you know, and it wasn't necessarily the instructors or the cadre. It was just the some of the guys would just get up and want to be ready before they got in there. So they'd turn the yeah. lights on at like 3.30. It's like, what? We're all staying up till 11 <laughs> the previous night, you know, like <laughs> reading books and hanging out. 
they'd turn the lights on at 3.30 every morning. Then we'd go out and we'd stand outside in formation for 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know if we were supposed to be doing PT or what, but we'd be standing out there freezing because you get acclimated to the heat. So it's like, you know, 60 degrees, you're out there in your shorts, just standing in formation for like an hour every morning. <laughs> and then we go stay in chow line for an hour <laughs> and then go yeah. back and hit. It was just, it was such a colossal waste of time. It bugged me. Oh, oh we just found a couple of ways to scam the system. Hmm. Like when and we see, you were older to do, too. Yeah. Yeah. So like when we get up to do PT, then uh, they it was dark out and they put us on a track. It was right next to a gym and like a, a defect uh, down there. So we'd just go hide out in there for a while. That's while everybody else was doing PT. And then we're just like hanging out in the building and then we come out and rejoin it. Man. See, I think you got being older too and just kind of understanding the system and not being worried about it. Like I was, I was too much of a rule follower follower, <clears throat> but um, yeah, we didn't do PT in the morning. They just stood us out in formation for an hour and then we okay. had accountability. So we'd have accountability, I think twice a day. So everybody would have to be accounted for, or we'd have to stay in formation. So we would sometimes we'd be out there for like two hours in the afternoon like standing in the sun to just waiting for the people who like snuck off <laughs> and we're just, yeah, it was awful. I should have, I should have, uh, yeah. If I was older and kind of just cared less. Yeah. It was just, I would have been one of those guys sneaking off, <laughs> but they yeah, didn't really give us an know. opportunity it, to do it. Yeah. I mean, we, we had opportunities and we took them and then we're like in basic, like, the smoke sessions that they would have. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, once I figured out, I mean, they're basically just like making us work out. So, okay, that's not a punishment. That's easy. Yep. And then, but then like I figured out, you know, they put us in like the, the kill box, they called it, at least for us. Uh, I figured out if I position myself just right, they couldn't really see it. So like when we're doing, you know, 50 push-ups or 100 push-ups or whatever, <laughs> I'm dropping to my knees. <laughs> and then, like, I just look up every now and then. And if I see them looking at me, and I just start shaking my arms like I'm struggling really bad, <laughs> kind of start grunting and grimacing and stuff. And then they move past me. And, like, they never saw it. I, I, I don't know, half the push ups I'm supposed to. Oh, man. See, I wish. I wish. I took it way too seriously, man. <laughs> I was doing all of it. And it wasn't hard, but... No, it wasn't hard. It was, it was, it was, it was a joke. It was just stupid, yeah. Yeah, saving myself. No, for... you, know what, I, what, you know what I would do? I would go... When we had free time in basic, I'd go and do push-ups and sit-ups in the bay. There you go. That's all I'd do. <laughs> uh, it was way too serious. No, I was like... <clears throat> They're like, hey, you can be honor grad if you, you get the highest PT score. And I'm like, all right, I'm doing that. <laughs> just, that's all I did was push-ups and sit-ups. <laughs> uh, I think probably my favorite scam of the system was uh, we didn't have a full day at all. Okay. Or, or like people would wash out or get kicked out or whatever. Okay. So my bunkmate 
ended up leaving. So there's an empty bunk. So I slept on that bunk and kept my bunk made all the time. <laughs> and then in the morning, just balled up the blankets and tossed them in my locker. You... <laughs> so then my oh. bed was always perfectly made every day. Oh, this is so funny because I'm just, I'm finally learning all these tricks that these other guys were doing that I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I don't know. I was too I'm young and dumb. Or gaming the system. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I was always wanting, no, there was this guy, <clears throat> so um, in AIT, he was older um as well i don't remember how old he was but like he was a master at gaming the system so they would you know we couldn't we didn't, couldn't have dip in the the schoolhouse so you know they'd come and check everybody they'd like pat us down so he'd take his tin and he'd dig a little hole in the ground drop it in there and then stand on top of it they'd pat him down and then he'd grab it and walk in the schoolhouse and he was just dipping all day <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like it was, it. Yeah, that guy. He was, and he had his. He drove down to, uh, drove down there too. So we had a car. So he'd always be like, "Hey, you you want to go work out? We're going to the gym." And I I thought they were serious, but the more I thought about it now, in retrospect, he and a couple other guys were just like going off, and we had free time, and they sure as hell weren't going to the gym. I don't know what they were doing, but they were getting in his car and like leaving base and going to just. He took me one time uh, towards the end. He's like, you know, you want to hang out? I was like, sure, whatever. And we just like drove to Hooters and got a bunch of wings and he got me beer. We were just sitting there polishing off a couple uh, the pitchers of beer. And I was 19. <laughs> and nobody checked nice. our ID. I was like, man, no, this is what you guys okay. are doing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever... Did you ever go to formation drunk? No. <laughs> no. Oh, man. That makes it so much easier. How did you even accomplish that? <laughs> oh, so many ways. Uh, I mean, AIT was multiple times. Uh, when I when I got to my active duty station, yeah, multiple oh, times. Okay. Yep. And then they just, I don't know, my... My NCO at my active duty station just told me, uh, he's like, hey, just be information and don't let it affect your work. So I didn't. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's right. So you went active. So, I mean, damn, I, I guess, I don't know if it make it better or worse. Um, just going straight through. Because that's a, is it like f four months for uh, signal? Cause yeah, you were, I think so. Yeah. So you were like, seven months in training something like that yeah uh man i mean it goes by so because like you don't really have time to think mm -hmm. and, like all my thinking was not about how much it sucks but just like i would just set up different um this is kind of like i guess like a good way to view life maybe but i would just set up i just became extremely task oriented mm-hmm so is okay in order to accomplish this so what you know i want to accomplish getting through this i want to pass i want to like not get yelled at i want to not you know whatever so what do i need to do 
Mm-hmm. And so I just set up all these different, you know, check boxes for myself. And I just focused on that. And I didn't like really pay attention to what was going on around me. I just paid attention to what I needed to do to reach those boxes. Yeah. So I, di- I didn't even know it was like seven months. I know, wow. you know, I didn't, the time didn't register with me because I was just so hyper-focused on, on achieving, you know, whatever I wanted to. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good way to do it. I was just, I was just in too much of a hurry to get the hell out of there. Cause I don't know. I was just, <clears throat> you know, I was actually dating Sierra at the time. So oh, yeah, just like, suppose talking to her every day and just like shit this is <laughs> when are we going to be yeah, that part was hard. yeah but then, yeah i don't know because like i was the girl that left me before i joined the army she ended up once she found out i was joining the army of course she was into that so basically like right when i joined she started like writing me letters and stuff oh really yeah so it's like i kind of want to you know i want to see where that was gonna go Yep, and I foolishly thought that was gonna work out. Man, it's kind of a dick move on her part, huh? I mean, it is, but I but it isn't either. I mean, it's just you know, chicks dig uniforms. <laughs> I guess so, it's true. You know, I don't know. She wanted to try it. She tried it. We just we we weren't good together, obviously. And mm. uh, but I don't know. I mean, you know, focus on that. It's like okay, so that's a good thing. It's like with you and Sierra, that's a good thing. Go focus on that. And, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did too. But. Yeah, I guess it's a little different too, because where did you go? I mean, because you were active, so where did you go after uh, AIT? Fort Jerome, up in New York. Oh, okay. One of the worst places to possibly be. <laughs> What'd you guys, awful. so, oh, so I was just going to ask, like, what, what did you guys do active duty with, um, the combo, like on a day-to-day basis and stuff? Honestly, it's basically just like geek squad for the military. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's because when you think about it, like active duty is basically just doing a nine to five job mm-hmm. just in a uniform. So, I mean, if you're not going on a mission every day, you're not going off the field every day, I mean, what? What else is there? Well, some colonel got logged up, you know, can't figure it out. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. You know, somebody needs I've a printer there. set up. <laughs> you know, you go set up a printer. I even got called in uh, some sergeant major's office to fix his coffee pot. I'm like, dude, what yeah. <laughs> what the hell am I going to do with that? I don't know. <laughs> That's. So go buy it, <laughs> it's the joke. It's the joke with Signal, but it's completely true. Because I, I, I've been there. I've literally been there with a lieutenant colonel, and he's like, I can't log into my, um, what was it, Excel? or I don't even know what it was. Some sort of email app he was using. Um, Outlook, I guess. He's like, I can't log into Outlook. And I'm just sitting there. Like, I have no idea how to use Outlook. Like, I've never even used Outlook before. And he's sitting behind my shoulder, like, watching me. And I'm just like... I'll click some stuff. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was like 10 minutes and he realized finally that I had no idea what I was doing. He's like, ah, I don't know. I'll just, I'll figure it out later. And just left. Like, but well, yeah. 
Because you went to the guard, right? Yeah, yep. So, like, in active duty, they they take care of you a lot more. So, like, they would pay for us to do, like, get certified in, like, all these different programming classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are, like, I don't know, $1,000 classes. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, send you to, to get certified on this stuff. Yeah. So I, no. <laughs> so I had, uh, like, three different certifications in, like, uh, shoot, I don't even remember what they were. But like high level programming, so like we're like Microsoft, like yeah, certified Microsoft, and uh, so yeah, I mean I was able to do all that. That's excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish we, I would have carried that over, but because like we we kind of divided it out separately. So I was I first went into the S six shop, so we were strictly just basically working with singars and like daggers yeah. and stuff like that. And basically just setting up the radios in the talk and then uh, troubleshooting radios in the, the Humvees and the uh, the Bradleys and the to some extent the Abrams as well. But um, and then just setting up repeaters. But then I got transferred over to the, the S3 and that sucked because I was just like literally just operating, you know, three computer screens in the talk. Um like 12 hour shifts crap like that and setting up all the network cables setting up all the computers loading software doing crap like that and i had i had no business doing that because i had, i didn't really have a background in like i barely messed around with computers before then and they 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 don't really teach you much about that in like uniform school the 25 uniform i don't well i guess they did a little bit like networking and switches and routers like right at the beginning yeah but, I really like the radio stuff. Um, so, and I, and I was actually kind of good at troubleshooting radios too. So, you know, I, I started off with that. I went to S3 and then I moved units right towards the end. Uh, and it went back to an S6 section and I loved it. Cause just all we were doing is doing uh, repeater stations and setting up uh, antennas and uh, just, fixing people's broken radios like i love that and especially in the bradleys too and they that's where they did they sent us to a few schools uh just learning the new like digital bradley communication system um i'm trying to remember what else i went to but the i mean that was basically the only training that i got was on on radios and just kind of the new stuff that was coming out but like the networking and the office stuff i hated that (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, I didn't mind. I like doing the the retrans sites. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do those? Yep, yep. But they would always forget that we were out there. Yeah, that's what I liked. <laughs> so we would just get left. Like, our entire unit would go back in, and we'd still be out there. Yeah. I loved that part. It'd be like <laughs> me and one other guy, and nobody bother us for two or three days. We'd just be eating MREs think- and hanging out. <laughs> Yeah, we got left out there for like a full extra day. No one told us we were we were done. You weren't doing then this, checks this, then. this other unit like rolled by and saw us and we're like, "Hey, what are you guys doing out here?" And we're like, "We're we're on a re- retrans." Told them what unit we were with, and like, "Oh, you guys are done. <laughs> you guys were left a day ago." Oh man, I would have enjoyed that. 
Yeah, no, it was pretty funny. And that was at uh, Drum? Yeah. You guys had, I guess, we we basically trained at, at Ripley is where we did, I don't know, we a couple times a year. Go to Ripley and just hang out, hang out in the woods. I hated Ripley. I didn't. Really? Yeah, when I was in the reserves, we go to Ripley. Because every, every time we went, it was always just muddy and I don't know. They yeah. had a nice PX, though. That was cool. They did, yeah. Yeah, I guess Muddy and Ripley, I got a <clears throat> story on that, too, because we, we uh, what were they called? Ravens or something? The UAVs? The little, oh, yeah. like, man-portable, <clears throat> small airplanes. So we got to uh, our battalion, I guess. Somebody in the battalion was playing around with one of those. I don't know if it was, like, the snipers or somebody, but they actually crashed it and lost it. So then that was like a $40,000 piece of equipment. So they, and it was right at the end of our, our uh, annual training. So then they, they're like, we cannot leave until we find that thing. Uh, so they mobilized everybody in the battalion and we had to go out and just canvas the entire, like, we think it's within this square mile. So we were like locking arms and walking through swamps for a couple days <laughs> Just looking for this stupid little a- little airplane. We never found it, but I got pictures of myself like waist deep walking through the swamp, just covered in mud. It's it amazing. It's actually not too bad. It's kind of fun. Uh, stupid, stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Did you? Did you ever go to MTC? No, I didn't. I missed out on that by a year. My my unit went and did that the year after I left. Okay. How was that? Did you that, do it? Yeah, that wasn't bad. It, I mean, it's hot, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, during training, uh, some guy, wasn't in our unit, but like training with us, lost his arm. Oh, really? Yeah. They, uh, they're driving a Humvee up this big dune or something and just went straight up instead of like at an angle mm-hmm. and rolled it. And he was a gunner. Oh, so boy. it rolled, rolled over and he ended up losing his arm. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That sucks. Just training and you lose your arm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, people are crazy. Like we had a guy too just driving to Ripley one time. We were like Advon, so we were going a day early or maybe two days early. And I don't know what the hell this guy was doing, but they ended up driving like off the road and like 50 yards into a swamp. Like, I have no idea how they did it, but (laughs) I mean, the guy was kind of (laughs) an airhead kind of, uh, he got picked on bad by the, our sergeant at the time, but I I guess for good reason. (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean that. Uh, just driving off the road for no reason, and it was like right at the gate too, right before he got in. It's like a couple hundred yards. It's like you were that wow. close, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, almost that. <laughs> yeah, they, that that same guy though. <clears throat> when he first got in, it was like one of our first uh, 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 training. Uh, what the hell? What do they call it? The weekend training. Um, 
we went to Ripley for the first time and okay. um, uh, the sergeant, basically we had nothing to do. So this, the sergeant, Sergeant Fee was um, making this guy go around and pick up rocks and draw faces on them and name them <laughs> and say how they were all related and then carry them around in a pillowcase. <laughs> and he was constantly, <laughs> he'd be like, hey, get over here. I don't want to say the guy's name, but he's like, hey, yeah. get over here and uh, tell me about your rock family. And then you'd have to take out these like 25 <laughs> rocks and say, this is such and such. And this is her mom. <laughs> We're all just sitting around like, dude, why are you putting up with this? <laughs> it was a Sergeant Fee guy that was an asshole, but <laughs> still, oh, gosh, I just, funny. oh, I can't believe this kid put up with it. <laughs> I feel like it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the same kid who drove the Humvee into the swamp. So, <laughs> but that was later. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, I guess kind of going back full circle to my hot take of women shouldn't be coaches. <laughs> um, so, in basic training, you know, we had a co-ed uh training yep and so we're doing we're doing the the buddy live fire mm-hmm. you know we're like the bounding one of you will yeah one of you will bound uh, get behind a barrier yeah buddy cover me while i move and you know, shoot down range and the other person you know goes to the other uh cover yep so me and my buddy were gonna do it and then uh there's these two girls that were just bawling and were scared <laughs> and the drill sergeant came up to us and said, hey, will you guys like split up and each take one of them to <laughs> help them out? So we were like, all right, sure, no problem. Well, the one that went with me almost shot me in the head. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> you know, buddy covered me while I move. I get behind. And she's supposed to be shooting downrange while she's shooting at me. Oh, my God. And I didn't realize it until... You know, I got to uh, my cover, and then all of a sudden, this dirt like right by my face just shot up in the air, and like the drill sergeant just paused it, and like I didn't know what happened. I kind of like looked behind me because nobody was firing, nobody was saying anything. I looked behind me, and they just it with one hand. He grabbed her by the the little handles in the back of your vest, mm-hmm. ripped her up, takes her rifle from her. And they just had me finish by my. They're like, "Do you want to finish? Are you alright?" Like, yeah, I'm fine. I'll, I'll keep going. Because again, I didn't fully know what happened until later. Oh. Uh, and then, but they did let me go full auto on it, so that was cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah just blast whatever I wanted to. Dude, that <laughs> man. If I if if I would have been in that situation, I would have known that she did that. I would have run over and just beat her, like literally beat her. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. Cause like my adrenaline was going, you know, and, uh, mm. and I just didn't think about what actually happened. Right. Yeah. Yep. It was all like, Hey, do this thing that I haven't done before. Yeah. You know, don't shoot at the other person that yeah. was going through my head. That's all she heard is Apparently. shoot at the other person. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so this same girl, 
Oh, I got so many stories about her. <laughs> uh, so the same girl. So she and I were like linked throughout my entire almost military career, basically. Oh, yeah. So in basic training, she also, uh, you know how like you're at the range and you have those clearing barrels, you got to. If you have anything in there, you got to pop one off to you know, make sure there's nothing in there. Yep, yep. Uh, so, and then when you get back to um, get back to the barracks, then you got another clearing barrel where you got to do the same thing. Yep. So we all do that, whatever, going through the motions, cleaning our, our rifles. Then all of a sudden, we just hear this boom. <laughs> and we're like, oh, what the hell? You know, we thought somebody was, you know, shooting or something. Mm-hmm. Then it was the girl. She never cleared her, her rifle at the range so then we all got smoked for that yeah and then so then the same girl we're at a i don't know a mount you know we clear buildings and clear village or whatever yep training and her guns jam well we had blanks mm. and, and she's balling she's not trying she brings it over to me of all people so I check it, you know, go through everything, clear the magazine, can't even get the hammer to pull back. I'm, you know, pushing the charging, you know, pulling it, you know, nothing's happening. It's like stuck in there. So I I just was like, well, it's blank, right? So there's, there's no projectile coming out of it. Yeah. So I just aimed it at the ground, popped one off, cleared it. Then I get in trouble. Joe Sargent comes running over. He's like, who did that? And everybody's like freaking out. Nobody wants to say anything. I was like, I did it. He said, why are you shooting? And I was like, because it was a blank. There's nothing, nothing was going to happen. Yeah. Well, then I had to, I had to write a letter to her kids telling them why I killed their mom. Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> you intentionally safely shot it in the ground. And it was a blank. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was aimed at nothing. There was no, you know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Man. And then. To Maybe that's why she shot at you later. <laughs> No, this was after. It was after. This was after. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then to cap it off, so I'm at my active duty station. It's probably like, I don't know, I'm probably like a year into it. And uh, walking the defect one day, and all of a sudden she's standing there. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, what are you doing here? And she got transferred up there. She was a cook. Oh, no. Yeah, so she was a cook. <laughs> For like the rest of my my time in active duty, it was wild. She didn't make it through uniform school or what? <laughs> no, she. No, was, I guess she I mean, was, was Jackson. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm with you. So I just, I just could not shake her. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, some of the uh, a couple. Yeah, it was only two two girls that went through basic with me. Actually, went to AIT with me too. It's interesting. It's random, but. But that was it. They were crazy. Real crazy. I had this one girl in basic training who would flat out just refuse to do things and they would just <laughs> let her get away with it. Jeez. Yeah. Who's saying there's not a it double standard? Uh, yeah. We were doing combatives one day and uh, she just goes, No, I don't want to get down there. They're like, what, what do you mean? She's like, I don't want to like, mess up my hair or something stupid. <laughs> And I know like, you have to. And she's like, "No, you can't make me." 
She's like, if you try to make me, I'm walking out. Jeez. And I was just like, what the hell? And she didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. No, there was one of these two girls um, at uh, AIT. She, um, you know, you get the buck slips for getting out of class. Yeah. So somehow she managed to get like, and she flashed them too one time. She's like, here, look at this. She's got like a whole like stack of buck slips. And she was just wow. constantly gone from class. And it's like, how the hell did you get those? And we all had our suspicions, but yeah. <laughs> I know how she got those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was kind of the, the hottest one there. So unsurprising, but yep. There's definitely a double standard there for sure. Saw it over and over and over again. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's my favorite moment of the AIT was uh, at the end and you had to walk in and get uh you know they signed off on your paper that like you you know graduate or whatever mm-hmm. gotta go in and get mine and uh they just looked at me and they're like who the hell are you <laughs> <laughs> i was like you know what i forget what my rank was at the time I told them they're like have you been here the whole time <laughs> i was like yeah since uh, I don't know, whatever, like said November or something. They're like, "Well, you must have done something, right?" It's the first time I've seen you. <laughs> yeah, that was so there. That was oh, that was literally what happened to it was, like my assigned battle buddy in basic. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to him at the end too. <laughs> like the one of the drill sergeants literally didn't know who he was. <laughs> that yep that that. Ex- <laughs> And this kid, actually, the first night we got to basic, he was, like, very, he was crying, and he's just like, I don't want to be here, man. Like, this sucks. Like, get me out of here. He's, like, trying to convince somebody to, hey, man, let's just pretend we're gay and, like, lay down in a bunk together and just, (laughs) I just want to get, I just want to go home. He's, like, having a full, just panic meltdown. Wow. (laughs) And then by the end, it's like he's the gray man of the, the whole thing. It's That's quite an amazing. accomplishment. Quite an accomplishment to make it through. Either that or you just like snuck off enough where they, you missed so many formations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. It's, it's so easy to sneak off, though. Yeah. I was just, I was too, too young and dumb at the time. I suppose. I too mean, much. I didn't, like, I never missed a formation. I didn't do anything I wasn't supposed to do. I just found different ways to do the things I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. I mean, I, there was a couple guys I know exactly. That's exactly what they were doing. I just, I had no, no idea. I was too nervous to break the rules <laughs> or bend the rules. Was, I'll put this right. So I did that. And I was also the only person who didn't lose their leadership position. Oh, nice. Like, everybody else would, you know, like, uh, we had one guy who, I don't know, it was, like, cheating on his wife or something. I don't know. So they made him lose it. Mm. And other people who were just, like, flat out just bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, we had this one, uh, I mean, so it didn't really mean anything, you know, but just to, like, help us have some form of you know, something to strive for, I guess. Yep. 
And uh, she had this one girl who became like her squad leader or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I could tell like she wasn't that good or she was like nervous about it. So I would just whisper the things that she was supposed to tell them. <laughs> and she she kept her position like the, the longest of anybody. <laughs> was that in basic? Yeah, that was basic. Okay. Because I'm like, I don't remember them doing that in AT. Yeah, no, we we cycled through somebody like constantly. It was just yeah. They just they tried to cycle through the entire like sixty man platoon. It seemed like for a platoon leader, nobody nobody kept the job. I don't know if they weren't good enough or what, but yeah, I think I had it for one march from the Chow Hall back to the the bear the bays, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was about it. Short but sweet, huh? Yep. Yeah, we had like the bay leaders too. And they just they permanently assigned that uh old dude. Yeah. Ah, I don't remember his name. It sucks, but yeah, they just they assigned him day one to that and he just kept it for the whole the whole time we were there. But yeah, we just switch sw- uh, like switch out every other day it seemed like with another platoon leader, but Yeah. Did you get a, at least get rank when you went in? Yeah, cuz I had um uh... Because I had gone to school and everything. Okay. So I had that. Uh, so I went in as a... Like an E3, maybe? Man. they My drill sergeant screwed me over. Or my uh, recruiter screwed me hard on that. Because like all I had to do was a PT test. And you could get at least E2. You know? Like, I went yeah. in as a fuzzy. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. That wow, that's like crazy. I I missed out on quite a bit of money, I guess. Well, a couple hundred dollars, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I got promoted until uh, sometime in AIT. I got E two. <laughs> I was pretty happy. About yeah, that. I got. I don't remember when I got E four. Yeah, that took a while. I was mad because, um, like, in active duties, I got my E4 in active duty. Yeah. But then um, they basically had made me, like, this is what I hate about the Army, is, like, the whole, like, divergent, uh, so you have the E4 specialist and the E4 corporal. Yep. I hate that because, like, I, I was a corporal in duty and what I did but had the rank of specialist. And then when they wanted me to get sergeant, I was just like, eh, yeah, I don't, I don't really care anymore. So what, I guess what unit were you? So what kind of unit were you assigned to like the bigger unit? You were obviously uh commo, but was it an infantry unit then? Must've been right. They uh, had a, a cav unit. I was oh, okay. in a light cav unit in the 10th mountain division. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty slick. Yeah, it was pretty nice. So, but you guys, you just went to NTC. Did you guys go to like um, any overseas stuff or like training with? I don't know. How do we know where the Tenth Mountain trains? So we did um, a lot of like cross training with the Canadian Army. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was supposed to do that, but then right when we were going to do that, we uh, was. Oh man, what was that? 
What was that hurricane that happened around that time? Was that it, was after Katrina. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was after that. It's like Irma or something like that. That sounds familiar. Oh, there's there was there was one that hit like New York City and New Jersey, like real bad. Yeah, I can't Ir- remember what that Irma was. sounds familiar, but I just I don't remember anymore. That, might, many that might be it. Yeah. But so then uh, I got pulled from training with the Canadians and uh, uh, had to go do like hurricane relief for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we did that a couple years uh, flood duty up in uh, Fargo. Okay. Yeah, the Red River flooded in I think 2009 and then in 2010 or 11. So we just basically went out and we'd have a talk set up 24 hours and then yeah. uh, our scouts would go out and just sit and watch the levees overnight. But that was, that was actually the first time I went to my unit up there. It was actually in Moorhead, but that was the first time I went to my first drill was flood duty basically. So I got yeah. to sit out with the scouts and the Humvee overnight and freeze my butt off. We're sitting there, and the cops are sitting right across the road. He's got his little laptop up there, just like watching movies and stuff. We're just <laughs> sitting in a dark Humvee, just talking. Like all the guys are smoking, and <laughs> I'm just uh, sit, sitting man. in the back, freezing my butt off. We had it easy because we controlled the internet. Oh yeah. So we would just, uh, me and my buddy would always uh, request night duty. Mm-hmm. There'd be less people there, so then we would just pull all the internet to our station, and we just watched YouTube and movies and stuff all night. Nice. So, yeah, it's it pretty sick. So, were you? Did you ever work in like the talk, or were you just S six section? Like, how did that work? Yeah, I mean, I worked some talk, but I was one of the better people, so I'd always have to go out and get people set up or if there's an issue out in the field, I'd have to go out to where, wherever that was. So mm. I was more mobile. I, yeah. I also hated the talk. Cause yeah. Just that much, that much brass. I yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's why I hated it is the micromanaging of all the, the captains and stuff. And they're just leaning over your shoulder. And we had a bunch of, um, uh, cadets from NDSU too that you had to call sir and they just had the dot. <laughs> just oh, like, get out of here. Yeah, I know. That was dumb. Especially Why I did you I, have to call them sir? You just have to, sir and ma'am. We had No, not Yeah, and not what's worse? Duty, man. You know what's worse is I, I did um ROTC for a little bit and I was actually E4 at the time. And I was just doing PT with them, and there was like, they made me call them sir and man. <laughs> and these oh, are just stupid. stupid college kids, like sophomores. That's and, dumb, dude. Oh, man, that made me so angry. <laughs> We'd always mock them. Yeah, I wish. I was, they'd be formed up, and we would just start laughing at them. And, <laughs> I don't, they're like, you need to call. Like, I think one of them even said it. Probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> You're not anything, dude. Chill. Yeah, exactly. You don't have your commission yet. He's like, I got a signed contract. It's like, 
whatever, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But once again, I just, I was following the rules. I'm like, man. I was like, hey, you know, whatever his name was. And he's like, what? What did you call me? You called me sir. And I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, you're a cadet. Like, you're not yeah, commissioned you're yet. Not. And he's just like, I have a contract. You call me sir. It's like, whatever. <laughs> Wait, so like none of your leadership made you do this? Just the kids were telling you that? No, it was the kids when I did ROTC, but then when they actually came in, once they were, yeah, they were like juniors or something, like right before they actually uh, took a commission, they would come in to do drill with us as um, cadets. And yeah, the everybody in the leadership would make us call them sir, ma'am. There were people, yeah, there were people who complained about it, and they're like, "Come on, this guy's not actually an officer yet." And it's like, "Nope, you call him sir." And it's like, "Whatever, dude, that's bad leadership." Yeah, no, we that's, didn't. That's we, your unit being. Yeah, we had zero, zero good leadership, and part of it's just because it's the guard, and nobody really cares. So, right there was, I mean, there was some people I respected for sure, but, um. Yeah, especially when I first started, there were some really, really high-speed guys. Because my unit, like, right when I got into it, up in Moorhead, they had been deployed for almost two years. So, I mean, those guys really knew what they were doing, and they were serious. But a lot yeah. of them just kind of got out after that. Um, so it, it went to hell real quick. But, yeah. I think I think the reserves is actually worse than the guard, though. Oh, Yeah. Started the reserves after active duty. Mm-hmm. And that was such a freaking joke. Oh, I hated that. I hated every minute of that. I, st- I still can't figure out what the what the hell the difference is. Like, why do they even have the reserves versus the, the guard? Like, you know, because what I think is supposed to happen is, like, if something pops off, you know, active duty is supposed to be the next in line national guard is supposed to be like for the states yeah and the reserves is like if we get into world war three and we need more people call in the reserve yep yep yeah well and i mean we, they train that way too though yeah like every every weekend we go it would just be it's, it was like all the the least fun stuff of the military like all the admin stuff there was one weekend for drill i went in basically all we go <laughs> we just got like our flu shot. That was it. <laughs> just sit around for the rest of the time. Yeah, we just sat around for a week and I was like, what is the point of this? Oh. Oh, yeah. That's it's so strange though, because it's the National Guard, the for the past 20 years has been deployed more than anybody. Like the Aaron is an example of that because he joined a couple years or a year after me. And he yeah. he's deployed four times in the past eleven or twelve years. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. They've been using the guard. I mean, like they've been deploying them more than anybody. It seems like so. It's just kind of strange. I just don't, you know. I never understood the reserves because I actually cause I had a a six year contract and like the last two of it or whatever that case was i was supposed to you would transfer uh transfer over to the reserves but you know i never i never did anything with that it was just it was basically done like 
Yeah, I, I just I never quite understood what the reserves were and what they did. It's kind of what I'm trying. This is <laughs> this is how bad the reserves was for probably like a month or a couple months straight. They would just text me and ask me if I'm showing up. <laughs> and once I realized they kept asking me, I finally just started saying no. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, what? There's just, and like, everybody in the reserves is just out of shape and just doesn't care. They don't know what they're doing. It's just, it's awful. How does, do you get to like, um, so you went to New York and then you basically stayed there the whole time. Like, was that four years or was that two years or what was that? Yeah, that, yeah, that was four years there. Yeah. And then uh, I got out. I was just going to make a clean break of it. I was debating. So I had, I was debating signing uh, a special forces contract. Yeah. I was debating on re-upping for two more years and going to Hawaii. And I was debating re-upping and being a drill sergeant. Mm. <laughs> and then I decided to just make a clean break. But then uh, they had make you go through this big transition thing. And uh, the reserves guy talked to me. He's like, hey, we'll give you 25 grand if you sign a reserves contract. Really? So I was like, 25 grand? And he's like, yeah. So I signed that solely for the money that was the only reason why yep and it was such a joke i ended up getting medically separated mm. so i mean i guess that worked out yeah it sounds seems like it did you have to stay but, in new york then no i i did that here okay so uh out of snelling and then uh we would do like our yearly training at uh ripley oh, okay gotcha or there was one in Wisconsin I think we went to. And we went down to Kansas one year. Really? What the hell's in Kansas? Yeah. Kansas was boring. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. But uh to put it okay, to put it this way, another <clears throat> you know, they already asked me if I'm coming to training. And then there's uh there's one uh time we we're down at Ripley we're doing um we're doing mount training again. And none of the NCOs knew how to do it. Mm. And they're trying to, they're supposed to lead us in that, you know, clearing this village, rescuing a hostage or something. Yep. And they're like, all right, so does anybody know how to do this? Because we, <laughs> we haven't really done this. And like, no one knew how. It's just like, I mean, yeah, I do. I do. We did <laughs> yeah. that quite a bit. So then I was telling them what to do. And then. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going through and somebody had a somebody had this idea to like just go straight up the thing up the alleyway mm -hmm. and I was like wait so you want to send everybody <laughs> right down the middle where every gun is pointed towards right now and I, I, had to, I had to acquiesce to what they wanted. So they're like, all right, man. So I took my guys. I was like, okay, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go over here. So we went up the back way and, like, broke through this window. 
and we're just like hopping through like building clearing house to house and working our way down to our objective and uh all of a sudden like these people come bursting through the door and we all just like whip our guns up and uh it was a bunch of there's like three people from another team and this one girl of course is uh is bawling <laughs> we're like, what's what's going on she's like my team's dead <laughs> we're like what she's oh we, we had like uh you know that laser tag stuff what they call miles gear or whatever yeah yep um so we had that on <laughs> her entire team just got lit up Jeez. so it's like her this other guy and then who i didn't know at the time was lieutenant mm. and so they came in like can we join you and i was like yeah <laughs> i was like sure just but you gotta listen to what we say so we're like <laughs> all right yeah. so then the lieutenant who again I, he's got his brain covered i don't know he's a lieutenant he's like all right let's go out this window and we'll, and we'll go back out and again i don't know he's an officer i'm like are you fucking stupid <laughs> I was like, you want to go out to the alley again? I was like, we're going to get lit up. I was like, no, we're going through the house. I was like, no, I think we should. I was like, no, we're not. I was like, if you want to, you go. So he did. Really? Lit up right away. Yeah. Just got awesome. lit up instantly. So we went, we got made it to the last house. We had cleared everything. And then uh, we had to make it over to the other house where the, the hostage was. Yeah. And so we, we'd cleared everybody out. We get to the thing. I send half the team in there to go get the hostage. Yeah. And then we, the rest of us stayed out and, and laid cover. And, uh, then they, they paused it. And then I got yelled at for yelling at a Lieutenant. <laughs> really? So that, yeah. <laughs> never mind the fact that we accomplished the mission had no, no casualties, but I yelled at a Lieutenant. So was he that much of a little bee that he went and complained to somebody? Yeah. Yeah, that was exactly what it was. It wasn't even he somebody was standing else. behind the guy. Oh. He was standing behind the guy yelling at me. Wow. And just had his like, arms crossed in that smug little look. And I was like, this is so dumb, dude. I was going to say, like, he should have learned a lesson there a couple times, and yet he just went directly the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. This guy called me names. Ugh. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But, I mean, within the realm of this game, I'm alive and you're not. Exactly. Who really won there? Yeah, I was just listening to this like from square one and I'm just thinking like maybe it would work out. They're they're like the distraction and you're flanking and <laughs> no, they just all get killed. <laughs> I mean that and that's that's honestly that's kind of what ended up happening. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were all focused on them lighting everybody else up, but we moved house to house and took everybody out i was just thinking like once you guys succeeded somebody else would take the credit for coming up with this brilliant plan too that'd be just like an officer <laughs> yeah that would be. <laughs> but instead nobody took the credit and i just got, got for, <laughs> for doing an excellent job <laughs> yeah oh man that's exactly what it is it's like you just gotta listen to jocko he talks about this leadership and that's just piss poor leadership right there I mean, not from you. That was like perfect. <laughs> but I, my thing with Jocko is, and don't get me wrong, like I love Jocko, but when I listen to it, it just makes me so mad because of what I didn't have. Yeah. In the military. Yeah. 
feel it's just it's hard because then it, just, it puts me in a bad space because I just I get mad. Yeah, yeah, but, I, like, I get some that of his more too. Like, his less military stuff and just like positive stuff I enjoy, but the military stuff it's it's hard for me because I just get too angry. I know I get fired up too. I'm listening to it like I'm I'm gonna join again. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something crazy. It's like nah. Should have done that when yeah, I, I still, first joined. <laughs> I still think about joining back up, but then I think about the reserves, and I was like, no, "Yep, that's yep. that's what it's gonna be like." Yep. Ugh, and just even joining up is like a. I mean, just imagine being deployed too for a year and just like sitting in a freaking Connex box or something in your free time in yeah Africa or something. Ugh. Yeah, and I mean, plus my, I don't know, my world beats changed quite a bit. Yeah. So I don't, I, if I could do it over again, I don't know if I would, but yeah, I if, don't know. If I could do it over again, I would have gone active for four years and just done infantry. <laughs> just get it out of my yeah, system. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. I. I would have gone infantry, but I got bamboozled by uh, the recruiter and showed me this super high-speed video of of what a, a uniform would do. Yep, me and too. This dude running through a battlefield shooting stuff and stops at his truck that has a computer on and hacks into something, sends out a drone, <laughs> and then goes and keeps shooting. I was like, oh, that looks dope. <laughs> it's so like I, Call I, of Duty. I signed up for it. Yeah, there's none of it. No. None of that happened. Yeah, yeah, I got, um, they basically he convinced me because of the security clearance. He's like, man, you're going to have tons of work when you get out because you got this security clearance and and there's a $20,000 bonus. Because I wanted to go, my top pick was Cav Scout and then it was okay. um, Engineer. Um and then, then it was 25U when he talked me to 25U. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it was fun. It's a good experience. Yeah. I mean, okay. So if I could do it over again, I guess I would say yes, because it like made me who I am today, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know the whole like serving the country thing. I don't think it's a reality anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's just the wars, you know, like I don't agree with the wars, um, but. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I just, the wars are not for, I guess, like what I consider the founding fathers set up. No. It's not really for our freedom anymore. No. I mean, how can you, that's what I, I don't get when I hear people talking about it. Like, oh, I'm defending freedom, you know, over here, overseas. And it's like, man, what? Yeah, I talk quietly, but it doesn't make sense. It's like, um, it just feels like the Roman Republic, you know? Like, well, yeah. like right at the end, like, we're fighting for Rome, going over to Britain. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. are fighting this proxy war in Ukraine right now. Or... Yep. I mean, hell, even even going to Iraq, like, why? Why yep. do we? Why do we need to do that? WMDs, man. But 
those were in <laughs> Afghanistan <laughs> or something. I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> well, I think I, I think I pissed off uh, Aaron when we roll over. Oh yeah. When I was talking about similar topics to right now, he didn't yep. seem too happy about that. I, I, I've had that actually. I've talked to him exactly about this, and he says that he agrees with it. Honestly, like, huh. I mean, he's. I think he's got a pretty similar position. Like, he's pretty. He's very, very liberal. Um, he's left wing, but so I mean, it would kind of make sense that he's got that perspective, but. And yet still he's done four deployments and you know, no signs. Yeah. I mean, he's, I think he's like an E seven now. Like he's, I think he's just, he's going to do what he's going to put in his 20 and call it a day. But, but I don't think he agrees with it either. So, I mean, we've talked about it. So I don't know why you've been pissed off. I don't know. He just seemed to like shut down. Yeah. And maybe I after, maybe I just read into it wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a lot going on, so a lot of stuff. Well, just, yeah, yeah, just life in general and just being away for so long. It's like, yeah, he's been gone for at least four years out of the last 12, so got to take a toll on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing that kind of bugs me is I never did get deployed, too. It's like I missed it out out on it twice by a hair's breath. I don't know. I don't think I was mentally prepared to do that anyways, but just be gone. Yeah, I mean, when it came down to it, like I, I think through like some divine intervention, I would just was not meant to deploy for whatever reason. Yeah. Cause we went to NTC, we were getting ready to go mm-hmm. and our orders got pulled. Mm-hmm. At like the last second, so missed out on that. And then I, I forget the form, but there's a form you can fill out to transfer a unit to like go on a deployment. Mm-hmm. I filled that out four times, but did really that all four times. Wow, that's and, and then right after I left my active duty unit, they deployed. Wow, and then my reserve unit was not deploying, not deploying. Like right after I got medically separated, they deployed. That's nuts. So, for some reason, I just was not meant to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was like the exact same thing. It only happened to me twice, but like we were getting ready to go with my first unit, and that's just for some reason didn't happen. And then the same thing with the second one that I went to. But it's just nuts because I was in for six years and I've got like two of my cousins, maybe three of my cousins, and then like Aaron too. Like they, they're just all joining. They all got deployed just immediately. But not yeah, to me. Was, for me, that was a big reason why I wanted to get out because mm-hmm. I wasn't deploying and I lost like three of my really good friends died. Oh, really? On deployment. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. I still have like a massive survivor's guilt from that, I guess. Wow. And I don't know. Like it just made me mad that like they died and I didn't even get to go over once. 
Right. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to get out after that. Shit, man. Yeah. That just adds a whole new level to it. I can't even imagine. Jeez. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. That stuff usually comes up on, like, the dark days when I'm drinking. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff usually pops up, but, yeah, I don't know. It just, it sucks. One of them had, one of them was from uh, close to where I was, I grew up. Uh, went to school with my ex, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, we just, we met in, like, basic and, like, found all that out. I was like, oh, holy shit. So he started, like, hanging out a lot, and then uh, he had a kid, all that, and then got blown up. Um, and then my other buddy was this kid who was, like, multi-generational in the military, but he just was not good at it, you know? Mm. He's kind of a nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. And a uh, super nice kid, though, just really wanted to do well. He just wasn't quite there. So me and another kid like help train him up on PT and get him better at that stuff and uh, you know uh, graduating like the you know when you have like family day yep uh, he gra- like basically graduated on family day was when he took his last PT test and finally passed wow. Him. wow and so he and I like talked from time to time and then uh, his helicopter got blown up and then, yeah, I, I think a couple other buddies got blown up. My cousin got blown up. He survived. Uh, it's just, so it's just, yeah, I don't know. It sucks, man. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never experienced any of that, so I don't, I can't even, I don't even know, man. Yeah, it's it, it messes you up, and then like they don't really they they're making an effort to transition out of it, you know, transition from you know being military twenty four seven to getting back into civilian life. Mm-hmm. But they they do a horrible job of training you as to like how do you handle not having a purpose anymore? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's a big thing. And, yeah, that was that like that messed me up like real bad. Mm-hmm. Because like even though I was older when I went in, it was like all fun and games and stuff. When I got out, it's, I just, I no longer had a purpose, and I had all that survivor's guilt. So it was, I don't know, it was, it was a really rough transition. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> how long were you in the reserves? Uh, three years. Seven, three years. Seven years total. Seven years. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, then it's just like, I don't know. The reserves is just like not, not close to what it was. And it's just, I don't know. It was just, it was weird. It was just a really dark time for me. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that, it just seems like they don't care is the problem. You know, it's like, they just, they don't care about any of it. It's just <laughs> all the, I mean, they really don't, <laughs> to be fair. Just all disposable, you know, it's like. Yeah, all just pawns working on some banker's interest, you know. Yeah, people keep volunteering. They don't even have to draft us, you know. (laughs) Yeah, because they do a great job with propaganda. Yeah. 
hey, here's a new Top Gun movie. Oh, wow, find a plane that's dope. I want to join the military. Mm-hmm. Or then they have a whole branch of people they can pick from with Republicans because they're like, oh, support the troops. Yeah. That, oh, wave, wave the flag. That, and the kids do. That's so interesting, too, because, you know, it, it is. It's like Republicans. It's like, uh, man, that's a dark kind of thought, isn't it? Where most of the people who volunteer are just kind of lower income people, mainly from the South, it seems like. And it's just like, that's the exact demographic that the, the left just despises. And those are the people that they get to go and fight the wars for them. And, you know, just disposable. Yeah. It's like, man, that's a dark thought, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I may be cynical, but to me, that's that's what it is. It's just like a, a perpetual recruiting ground for them. Damn it. Now you got me bummed. <clears throat> I'm just like, what kind of, I just saw um, an ad for the Marines yesterday by accident. It looked pretty high speed, man. I was like, damn. And I thought about it. It's like, man, these guys are just getting ready for Ukraine. It's like, yeah, they're just getting ready. I'm like, they're going to need a lot of Marines. <laughs> uh, yeah. China, China, you know. When I was a kid, the uh, the Marines had those, uh, or no, the Army had be all you can be in the Army. Yep. And then uh, was the Marines mm. the few, the proud the Marines. Yep, yep. Those commercials were so badass when I was a kid. Yep. And I grew up, you know, like in the eighties, so I get all the eighties propaganda movies, like yep. and uh, <laughs> all that stuff. It was just so cool, and like my dad did it. Oh man, I just want to do it. And then, like I don't know, I tried to live life for a while, but then it ultimately, I was meant to do it again because I think everything's lined up that way. Mm-hmm. But then I did it, and it just I don't know, it's earth shattering when when that happens. Like I remember, it's so like when when we killed Osama, mm-hmm. supposedly. Uh, yeah well because i called that out i was like there's no way yeah no i'm with you it doesn't make sense it's awfully convenient and dumping the body at sea and everything yeah but go on i want to hear this (laughs) what were you gonna say well so like i I was just because everybody was like excited and i was like dad it's like no we didn't i was like there's no way and his lieutenant was like you don't think we did i was like no And then just for the evidence that you just laid, I was like, they don't show the face. They dump it. You know what I mean? This guy supposedly masterminded 9-11. And we're not going to, you know, parade him through the streets. Like we saw, we saw dead Saddam. We saw dead Gaddafi. But we don't see dead Osama. Yeah, because we're better. We're better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Give them some dignity. That's fake. That's fake. <laughs> uh, I have never thought about that, but I kind of agree with you there. I can't disagree. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm too jaded. Shit, man. I'm too jaded, too cynical. I'm getting there. Don't believe anything. It's hard to. It's hard to. It's just, you just keep, especially recently too, it's just like, 
the longer time goes on, it's like every single thing we're told is like the narrative just ends up turning out to be a lie. It's like they just do it as a matter of course, it seems like. Just everything. It's just like, it's like a habit. It's just like when I read the news now, I read a story like the White House says it's definitely not UFOs. I'm like, well, I didn't think it was UFOs, but now I'm kind of kind of yeah. thinking it is. <laughs> it's just you just read the news and just change it to the opposite of what they're saying. And you're probably closer to the truth. <laughs> well, then, so like when they d- decided to not shoot down the Chinese spy balloon and let it continue spying. Yeah. And then they just went scorched earth on anything, any other balloon that was in the air. Yeah. How does that down? <laughs> and then it turns out they just shot down a bunch of like Hobby Lobby balloons. It's like, yeah. Wow. It doesn't make sense. Like they're worried about it falling and injuring people. It's like where over like Kansas, yeah. like there's nobody there. Like, they were worried about G not getting his investment on Biden back. Yeah. Well, I think it was probably our balloon, and we just waited for it to complete its mission and then shot it down to make a show of it. And then the rest of it is just them shooting down, like, party balloons that are floating away and, like, ham radio operator balloons. <laughs> Didn't they, wasn't one of them, like, a, like a Boy Scouts, like, I don't know, something that was, like, some super innocent, like... Yeah, I don't know, like after school club or something. It's just like throwing up a weather balloon or something dumb like that. Cost them like eight dollars at Hobby Lobby. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I thought it was like I swear it was a like a ham radio project. Like they were putting up an antenna. Yeah, and we sent like a half a million dollar uh, <laughs> missile at it. Yeah, we're worried about those like, people. My God, man. Oh <laughs> uh, man, we. But if you, no, if you like look into it, like. Over the course of time, this is kind of what we've talked about off the off the air. Um, throughout the course of time, you see how things like kind of line up with like, and it, it just it all starts to make sense. I'm just, like from what? No, sorry, keep going. Well, from like uh, like World War Two and like. I mean, even before that, but like, it just start starts lining up. Okay, so they after World War II, we bring in a bunch of Nazis. We start doing more and more crazy stuff, like all that human experimentation they were doing. Mm-hmm. Well, in the fifties and sixties, what did the American government start doing? Yep, yep. Human experimentation, you know, whether it's MK Ultra, whether it's the Tuskegee experiment. Yep, yep. Um, the Stanford experiment. Yep. Um. <clears throat> You know, like, you know, all kinds. Of, and then you look at MKUltra, well, what was that? They were working on um, mind control. Yeah. And, like, taking so LSD using, and talking to aliens. Yeah. <laughs> so they were, do, they were using drugs at that time. Yeah. But now now you look at today and what's going on today. Like, our society's minds are being controlled by social media. Yeah. It's the same thing. Instead of using LSD and, and heroin and whatever mushrooms they're using dopamine man i still think i still think they're doing the i think it's actually making so it started off in the 60s like the hippies were doing a bunch of lsd and mushrooms and then the cia kind of got into that and experimented with it and that's when they started doing these like 
they literally were trying to communicate with aliens, you know, with like telepathy. And then it went out of favor. It got defunded. And I think it's making a resurgence now because it seems like it's more popular. People are doing these drugs, like doing mushrooms, microdosing, like Silicon Valley. Uh, Not necessarily LSD, but DMT now is making a comeback or it's becoming popular. Ayahuasca, all this. I think these it seems like all these rich type elites are now experimenting with these drugs and either it does do something where you reach out to something else, some sort of entity, or it just fucks with your mind the same way it always has makes you crazy. (laughs) Like they literally think that there's that, you know, there's aliens and they're talking to them. I don't know. It's a big topic. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's something that like, I'd look into. I, I, I'm just, I'm so skeptical on, on the alien thing. Yeah. That I just, I don't, like, if you come at it from, to me, like, a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. like, I just, I don't, see, which is, this would sound weird, but I just don't see evidence from it. I feel like there'd be some discussion in the Bible of any, like any religious book that talks about the creation of the earth. I feel like there would be some conversation about the creation of, of other life forms. I can name one. Angels. What? Angels. Okay. So good point. So now what if, what if a lot of, you know, these alleged UFO sightings and stuff, are people seeing like angels in the air could be but what are they you know it's like we got to just change our conception because people have had this idea that there's spirits and entities around us all the time that's where every single religion comes from in the first place but it's like what actually are those and we have to change our conception of what you know what is a god to us and is it just an extraterrestrial that has greater intelligence like with you know a sufficiently advanced form of you know technology it looks like magic to us you know and it wouldn't take much for somebody a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago to see an airplane fly over and think it's a god you know man this is we're gonna we could go on like for hours and hours i feel like we should like save this for next time because i'm losing steam and i gotta pee (laughs) yeah i mean that's fair i mean we're bringing up Save all the, the juicy stuff for the end, I guess. I didn't even think we'd like we were gonna talk about Ukraine and stuff and GPT and we just ended up <laughs> I know we just ended up just talking, talking about the military life for No, I love it. This is I mean it's way better than trying to talk about stuff that we don't really care about at the time. Too. Yeah. <clears throat> but we kinda actually got around to almost Ukraine at this point, but I wanna Yeah, no. we're kinda hitting all around the edges and just haven't dug it in yet, but no, so yeah, we definitely should next time. You know that podcast I was talking about, the Brothers of the Serpent. Um, yeah, they just dropped an episode today, and they're talking about UFOs. So I was just starting to listen to it earlier today, and I'm okay. just like, I I want to listen to this and then talk about it some more <laughs> once I listen to the whole thing. But and then that um, if you haven't checked out, uh, Joe Rogan talked to uh, Eric Weinstein. Uh, okay, a couple days ago. And he was talking about 
I mean, it's so cryptic. I didn't really get anything out of it. Like, no answers necessarily, but um, it was still an interesting conversation about, uh, like, this Eric Weinstein guy has been contacted by government agents and somebody in the government who wants to drop this, like, juicy secret about some sort of technology that we've discovered. And it has something to do with these UFOs that we've supposedly been seeing, but they've been like stonewalling them for the last three years. So now he's like, I oh, don't wow. think it's real. Like, I really think it's, but then he goes back and forth. And he's like, well, maybe we've discovered some sort of new anti-gravity technology and they've just been siloing it for the last 60 years and nobody knows about it. But then maybe it's just an op, you know, it's like he goes back and forth, but it's still worth a listen. All right, yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... The... I will say this. Oh, go. I will say this real quick about the alien thing, though. Okay. So, another big reason why I'm skeptical about it is... So, Nikola Tesla created, or at least had plans for the first, like, UFO. Or, like, a, a saucer-shaped flying device. Mm-hmm the American government didn't want it. And he's an immigrant who didn't really care and he'd already been, you know, screwed over by so many people. Yep. That he sold it, he ended up selling it to the Nazis. Yep. And then, as we already kind of talked about briefly, uh, the Americans and the Soviets, like, had a mad arms race to take all the, all the, um, Nazi scientists. Yep. And then and we got their we got their rocket guy. We got Werner or uh, Werner von Braun. Yep. You know, so we got the guy that had Tesla's patents and Tesla's drawings. So my theory, or I guess my belief, is that the UFOs they're they're not extraterrestrial, but they're just uh, basically modern technology based off of Tesla's original that we got from the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's entirely possible. And the, they were, I mean, they were messing around with some weird uh, electromagnetism and anti-gravity stuff. Uh, the Nazis were yeah. back in the day. There's like the, the bell or something experiment. It's just bizarre sounding to me. Um it, something is like metal sphere it would hover and just kill random people around it and it sounded like they were messing around with um uh some sort of radioactive materials too so <clears throat> i mean and then if you've ever listened to like bob lazar too in area 51 his kind of stories about that with anti-gravity and spherical or you know saucer shaped flying contraptions it's like it's possible that we've been working on that in parallel with like the rocket stuff for the last 60 70 years but it seems hard to believe it wouldn't have come out in the public i don't know yeah i I mean i think that's a card they need to keep playing close to the vest yeah save it for when you know we got a world war three detail or something maybe maybe that's it distract they're like saving it, keeping it in their back pocket for World War Three. Like, so, like yeah, actually get some money into it, like a new Manhattan project, and perfect it. Exactly. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. 
I definitely got to use the bathroom. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the chair right, I got well, too. This I mean, thing is like we... a terrible rickety wooden chair. I got to get a better one. But anyways. Yeah, I figured if we kept doing this, I'd invest a little bit more and try to get some more comfortable yeah. uh, aesthetics around here. That's what I'm thinking too. Like if we just keep doing this every week, I'll keep uh, yeah. upgrading my stuff over time and maybe the sound quality be better too. All the background noise and people yelling in the background, but <laughs> as long as it doesn't yeah. bug you yeah, right we now. we can work on that. <laughs> uh, man, uh, this was a blast. I didn't think we'd go for two hours right after the first. <laughs> Has it been two hours? Yeah, Holy crap. we're just about to hit two hours. I'm looking at the clock up there. Yep. Wow. Dude, this is fun. We gotta keep doing it. Yeah, definitely. You uh you good for next next Saturday? Yeah, should be. Should be good with that. Okay. Awesome. Maybe we could uh it's like I wanna keep talking about the aliens, we should just like do it tomorrow. But yeah, we'll see. I gotta go. Yeah, back. I mean I'm down. Yes, let me know. All right. Well, I gotta pee either way. I don't know if we're gonna <laughs> save these and then I don't know just wait we don't have to release them right away we could probably stack a few up and then have a buffer uh, yeah we can stack a few and then kind of figure out the editing process like this whole section we could probably edit out yeah or not and then <laughs> uh, yeah. what, what was that no i'm with you yep yeah i just make it and i don't you know, try to edit out some of the and make it more uh, cohesive and flow better type of stuff yep and then record intros and yeah, we got to do all that. that good stuff. Yeah, we definitely got to do an intro. So yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I mean it's definitely. I think our I don't know, last time was like a test run, and this one I think went like it all flowed mm -hmm. to me pretty smoothly. We weren't just sitting there going, uh, you know. Yeah, I think we got a lot so, to talk about, man, and we didn't even like scratch the surface. No, we did. <laughs> We just got completely sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about dip. So, <laughs> it brought us into the army. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I think that's, you know, get, it, it's like any TV show. You know, we kind of established uh, a background for the character. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. So, like, if, if we do eventually want people to actually listen to this, you know, we've established background, kind of get them invested a little bit. And then as we... I don't know, kind of get into more of the, the topics that we'll actually be talking about, I think. Yeah. It'll allow people to get more invested, maybe. Yeah, and just, you know, work out the kinks. I mean, you got to do it and practice it, too. Just like, and it's different from just, yeah. you know, you get, you know, just working on conversation, too, and all that good stuff. But, oh, the the um the Brothers of the Serpent guys, that's like a running joke that they started with episode two because the first one was too bad to upload. So they're... <laughs> They always talk about that. It's like, I don't even know if it's true, but <clears throat> anyways, I got to go All right. I gotta use the bathroom here. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, yeah, let me know about tomorrow. And then if not, uh, we'll have plenty to talk about next week. All right. Yeah, let's definitely plan on next week. And I'll, I'll let you know after I listen to this podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Take Sounds care, good. man. Have a good night. All right. You too. All right, thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.